Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solody. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Check out our merch store, too, on thefinside.threadless.com. The Dolphins fig- face their biggest game of the year here against the New England Patriots this weekend at Hard Rock Stadium. The Patriots are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. A little bit of injury news. Uh, Xavier Howard, as of this recording, is really iffy for the game. It's starting to look more like he's not going to play. Danny Amendola is really trying to come back, but not looking very good on that either. Rest of the Dolphins team should be pretty much fine, other than A.J. Derby, who went on IR. Patriots side, they had a full practice, which isn't good news for the Dolphins as they continue to round into form. So, Paul, with how bad the Dolphins have been really over the last 10 years, or how mediocre they've been over the last 10 years, and how great the Patriots have been. They're going for their 10th straight AFC East title that they're hoping to clinch this weekend against the Dolphins. Tom Brady all-time is 7-9 and nine in Miami. He is, and, and, you know, it's. I hate seeing a healthy Patriots team come down. I mean, Miami can't let them clinch in, in, in our house. We'll call it our house here. But it's Miami, they keep losing good players to IR, to injury, et cetera. And all the ones we want them to lose, is, as we talked about in the last episode with the Coke bus, which, by the way, uh, all, all of our listeners out there, thanks for the overwhelming responses to that. If uh, you don't know what we're talking about, take a listen to our game recap from, from the last game against the Bills. And, and, and I think you might get a little chuckle out of our take on how to get guys like Ted Larson and Jesse Davis and Matt Burke and – Apparently, according to our listeners, Adam Gase, and I know we threw Charles Harris in the Coke bus, and our listeners had a whole bunch more suggestions. So take a listen back to that. It's uh, unfortunately the wrong players keep going off the field, and Miami really needs this here. Miami's clinging to some playoff hopes. They're still right in the thick of it, even if they're at the front of the pack. And, you know, in, in good news, though, the Cincinnati Bengals did lose A.J. Green for the year, which does increase Miami's playoff chances because the the head-to-head is not good for Miami against them. So a lot of good stuff. Hopefully Miami can pull this one out. Yeah, they do have a lot of injuries, and they have throughout the entire year. And they are facing a healthy Patriots team. It's such a shame with Howard because the Dolphins had the personnel heading into this game to match up with them, you know, with Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman and either Cordero Patterson or James White. But they had the cornerbacks to really match up with these receivers. Now it really swings in the Patriots' favor. They've got Julian Edelman in this game. He was not playing for the Patriots in week four. He was serving the last game of his four-game suspension. Josh Gordon only played 18 snaps in the last game against the Dolphins. And Rob Gronkowski will play in this game, but has not been himself this year. But the, the Patriots do have the ability to spread out the Dolphins' defense. They do. I mean, I, I still like Miami's top two corners. Obviously, Xavier Howard's the best in the game. I'm not saying 
uh, he's replaceable. But if they've got Minka and Bobby out there as the starting duo, I can live with that. I mean, it's it's when you get into those nickel situations that Miami's got a chance to struggle a little bit. And make no mistake, the Pats will take and force Miami to either put up or shut up in a nickel formation knowing Xavier Howard's out. It's Bill Belichick has always done a fantastic job of looking at the scenario and scheming well for it. But again, as I said before, it's always been tough for Tom Brady and the Patriots in Miami. So it's one of those series where when they play in Miami, guys like Michael Thomas come out of the woodwork and and do something and save a game. So you never know. You just never know with this matchup. There's going to be a lot of pressure on – I mean, I'm okay with Minka and with Bobby McCain out there. I think they're going to do a good job out there. My bigger concern is McTire as the third cornerback. He moves up in the rotation. Cornell Armstrong is your fourth guy. And they also signed rookie free agent from the Miami Hurricanes, Dee Delaney, who a lot of people like who are Dolphins fans. So hopefully one of them come out the woodwork. The reason the Dolphins have done well historically against Brady in Miami is because they're able to have a pass rush. And this is a game where Robert Quinn and Cameron Wake really need to bring it. Even though the Patriots' offensive tackles Trent Brown and Marcus Cannon have overachieved this year, they're not the most nimble-footed guys, and Tom Brady likes to sit in the pocket. So this is if, if you can pressure Brady from the outside, it's going to make things a lot easier. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Another note for the Patriots' offense is Sonny Michel, the last time, had his breakout game against the Dolphins, 25 carries, 122 yards. He's had a great rookie season when he's on the field. In eight and a half games, he has 649 rushing yards. And the Dolphins have struggled badly to stop the run on defense this year. Yeah, and and I'm glad you brought up the pass rush because one thing I'd really like to see, I know we talked about it in our recap episode, at this point, I'd really like to see Jonathan Woodard active for this game and Charles Harris be inactive if they want to inactivate somebody. I mean, it, it's Woodard has shown a lot more to me this season than, than Charles Harris has. And, and I'll be honest with you, when you look at the special teams last week, I'm pretty sure if it had been Woodard that broke through, he would have blocked that punt fully and it wouldn't have been a thing. So, yeah, I, I, that's, that's a big thing for me. I, I like Woodard's pass rush. I like his contain in the run game, and I don't like either of those factors out of Harris this year. Yeah, I don't like anything I'm seeing out of Harris. And Rizzi was so mad because finally Harris had a chance to make a play, and it was a punt that either you or I could have blocked. Yeah, but it's he didn't do it. He did get a finger on it, but it was still not good enough. Harris has to step up, and I'm not sure at this point he's going to be able to do it. Maybe a full off season, and it, it wakes he wakes up going into his third year. That's a subject for another day. On the offensive side of the ball, I mean, everything was bad for the Dolphins last time they played the Patriots. They lost 38-7. to Ryan Tannehill was 11-20 for 20 for 100 yards passing and an interception. The only touchdown from the Dolphins was Brock Osweiler's in junk time to Frank Gore. So they've got a lot of – they've got their work cut out for him. It doesn't look like Amendola's going to play. He really wants to and he's going to really try to. but. It's going to be up to Kenny Stills and Devontae Parker on the outside winning those one-on-one matchups. Yeah, and Parker's got a chance to become a folk hero here. I mean, it's he's he's got a bad reputation and, and, and for good reason for his career thus far. But 
he's shown those flashes. And if he were to put forth a Herculean effort against the Patriots, it's a scenario where I think a lot of Dolphins fans would suddenly find some forgiveness in their heart um, going forward, especially if it kept the Patriots from clinching at Hard Rock. One thing I wanted to put out to you, because it's something one of our listeners brought up that you just made me think of looking at the offense. I don't think I'm, I'm mincing any words here when I say Mike Kosicki sucks. Uh, maybe he'll turn into something eventually. But really, outside of a blocker in Durham Smythe and a blocker that overachieves in Nick O'Leary, Miami doesn't have much at the tight end position. And one thing one of our, our listeners brought up was, and this is a hypothetical for you, and I came back to them with the rest of this, but if Miami were to sign Kelvin Benjamin, who got released by the Bills, my thought is he sucks at wide receiver, but if you put him at tight end, he could potentially create some mismatches. and His ass is definitely fat enough now to play tight end. I mean, he could potentially do some of the things we wish Kosicki would, even though he's not as athletic. What do you think? I don't want Kelvin Benjamin anywhere near this building. I, I can't stand the guy. He is a fat, overpaid weasel. And the, the, the funniest thing, the, yeah, so I, I, my short answer is no. I, I don't like him as a player, as a person. I understand what you're saying from a matchup standpoint. I really do. I, I don't want him anywhere near here. And uh, what what killed me is when he left Carolina, uh, basically he said he was held back by Cam Newton when – as you can see now, the exact opposite of that was true. Dude, he was so held back he, by Sizzler. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> this guy, this guy showed up. This guy showed up to Panthers camp at 280 pounds, and then when they <laughs> trade him a year later, he has the audacity to say that he was held back. Yeah, he's on that right. Ray Maluga diet plan. <laughs> <laughs> he's eating those Cheddar Bay biscuits at Red Lobster by the by the fistful. So, uh, yeah, he's, the, the answer is no, Paul, but I, I understand what you're saying. Dolphins need to get some production out of tight end. I I actually hope that Durham Smythe is that guy that starts catching a few more passes because I think physically he has the ability to do it, and hopefully we yeah. see see it a little bit more. I mean, he caught two passes in the first quarter for with 20-something yards against the Colts, and I thought, okay, he looks pretty good doing it, and he looked good doing it at Notre Dame when the quarterback could actually get him the football. I hope we see more of that. I'd rather have an inline blocker who can actually catch what's thrown to him than whatever the hell Gasicki's doing out there. So, but as far as the receiving core in general, one op- one thing I noticed when the Patriots played the Vikings is the Patriots play a lot of man coverage out there uh, on their defense. So if the Dolphins can keep those routes going vertical with Kenyon Drake out of the backfield, with Gasicki, hopefully he can get downfield and catch a pass or two, or at least draw a pass interference call like he did last week, and get Stills and Parker down there. That's how I think you need to go for it and try to win these matchups. Because if you watch the Vikings-Patriots game last week, they scored 10 points, and they couldn't get anything going underneath when they were trying to dump the ball to Adam Thielen and to Stefan Diggs. So I, I think it's important the Dolphins at least take some shots downfield. It is. And, you know, I, I really, 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 really hope that they get Drake a few more snaps this week. I think that's going to be very critical. And, and one thing that's going to be critical in what you're talking about as well is Jesse Davis and Ted Larson need to form some semblance of an NFL player between the two of them this week it's you want to run deep routes you have to protect up the middle you can't allow yourself to get manhandled over and over again and expect to hit 
a Devontae Parker or Kenny Stills or Mike Gesicki 30 yards downfield. It's you're not giving the receiver a chance. So even if they flash open after after Tannehill's getting drilled or running for his life already, there's a lot, much lower likelihood of him seeing or hitting those players. And that all starts with Larson, and, and that all starts with Jesse Davis. They need to form some bit of – I don't know where they need to look within themselves and find a little bit of pride in what they do. But if they can't do that, they sh- they should man up. And I'd respect it if they're like, look, uh, I'm going to retire. I obviously can't do this anymore. Because th- those are the two choices to me at this point. Yeah, One good piece of good news is Travis Swanson's coming back this week. And I'm not saying Swanson is a great player by any means, but I think he's been definitely more good than bad, especially when you compare it to Ted Larson. Because now when you get Swanson at center, you can kick Jake Brendel back over to left guard where I think he played a little bit better than he did last week when he was a full-time center. So now you've strengthened two positions up there. So that helps a lot. In the offseason, I would just like to see Jesse Davis be that swing guy because I, I think he's a good fit as a, as the third guard and as the third t- right tackle. But as far as a 16-game starter, I think the Dolphins can do a lot better. Anyway, as far as the Patriots' defensive line, too, one thing to keep in mind about them is they don't have any great edge rushers. but the players that they line up from Trey flowers, a uh, Dietrich wise at defensive end, and then a defensive tackle. They've got former first round pick Malcolm Brown and Lawrence guy. who's having a great year. And Danny Shelton, this is a stout defensive line. They're not, but they're not going to whip off the edge and cut into the backfield. And it, I see a very good possibility that the dolphins do keep Ryan Tannehill well protected in this game with Juwan James and Laramie Tunzel. That'll have a massive impact on this because Tannehill, needless to say, needs time to throw inside the pocket. Yeah, and and, and thinking about that, I think Miami would be best served in this game by running a lot of bootleg and rollout passes. Um, I I think that gets away from the Patriots' strength on defense and away from the Dolphins' weakness on offense. Uh, you know, you keep Tannehill in the pocket. I do think those defensive tackles can push Jesse and Ted around if they happen to be the two that are out there, or if it's just Jesse, uh, unless he does a full 180 from last week, they should get some push up the middle unless Swanson's able to do a good job helping out. And in all honesty, Tannehill's always been better when he's on the move anyhow. So, you know, if you get Tannehill rolling out to his right, uh, he's definitely, definitely been – that is highest from from what I've seen overall throughout the course of his career. And it gets him away from thinking a little bit and he just reads and reacts and, and he can hit that deep ball. So you get him rolling out, you get him out of that pocket, you get him away from the defensive tackles and you've got a chance with Devontae and Kenny over the top. Yeah. The one thing I don't want to see is playing this game in a box. And I also want to see Kenyon Drake getting more than eight touches. It made me throw up last week that here you have a guy who's – first of all, he had the biggest play of the game of 20 yards on the on the drive where the Dolphins went ahead 21-17. to 17. He had he had that 20-yard catch. He he also had about a 30-yard catch where Ryan Tannehill did not hit, hit him. So that wheel route that Drake can get deep on, run that till it hurts. The Bears do the same thing with Tariq Cohen. The Dolphins knew, need to do the same thing with Kenyon Drake. So – Huge game here, Paul. Obviously, I keep saying this every week, but I think the Dolphins are really done if they lose this game. If they win, now they're two games over, uh, or excuse me, a game over 500. 
and you look at the last three games of the year and say two possible wins there. So a massive game here for the Dolphins. They're seven and a half point underdogs. It might dip down a little bit lower if Xavier Howard doesn't play. What's your prediction? Uh, well, one last thing I want to touch on as well in this too is is one thing I've noticed is Gase at times in this series since he took over as the Dolphins head coach has tended to, and I know we've had issues with the play calling, et cetera, this year, but he's had a tendency to seem to outcoach himself, kind of like Henry Winkler and Waterboy at first when he's, he's coaching against the, uh, the all state, all pro blah, 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 blah guy. And Gase can't do that in this one. It's Gase has to come out all cylinders firing in this matchup and really game plan well for Miami to win. That said, Miami just seems to have a Tom Brady voodoo doll somewhere in the stadium. I don't know if somebody's ashes are buried underneath, but, you know, maybe Bill Belichick's grandma's ashes are buried under the field for to jinx him. I, I don't know. But no matter what Miami trots out, they always play the pass well down, down in Miami, and I think they can pull this one out 27-24. I'm going to have them losing and losing convincingly. And this one, too, every time I've predicted them, too, they unfortunately have. So I hate you. <laughs> I see this being I see this being pretty bad. I mean, I it, the matchups just simply are not there. And if Xavier Howard is not playing and or out of the game, they, they've got a full arsenal. I mean, Edelman, Josh Gordon, they got Rex Burkhead back last week so they could have that three man running back committee, especially in the passing game. I see a lot going wrong in this game. I'm going to go 35-17 Patriots. And that will do it for our breakdown of the Dolphins-Patriots matchup. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. And if it's not on the right side, and it's not on the left side, it is on the fifth side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fifth side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fifth side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.